don't want to um I don't want to lose a section, right? So I'm just going to record each section. I'll save it as I go, and I'll go on to the next section. All right. So if you need to pause and save a section, just go ahead. Um, all right. And just to, I'm just going to give you a quick rundown of our topics, and then, um, and then you can give me a quick background on why you want to start with uh, Grant, yeah. and then um, we'll go into it. All right, All right, so the quick topics, just so you know, are family and early life, birth order and potential effects, paternal ambition, maternal attachment, education, early career aspirations, then heading into the Mexican War Service, West Coast, Hard Scrabble, the Galena Regiment in Cairo, Henry and Donaldson, Shiloh, Vicksburg, Chattanooga, the campaign against Lee, Johnson and Grant, the GOP nomination of 68, reconstruction, the election of 72, Scandal, third term fever, retirement and bankruptcy, cancer and redemption. All right. But we may not finish it. That's fine. We'll go as far as we can. And um, why don't you why don't you start with why you um, wanted to begin with Grant? Besides the fact that you're reading a book about him, all right. So I've been so reading books about him. First, hopefully, of a series that will make on maybe as many as seven or eight presidents whose lives have particular impact on the way the presidency has evolved and the way it is conducted in contemporary America. Now, Grant is a good uh, president to look at in view of the uh, accession of Donald J. Trump to the presidency. Uh, the, the, the condition of the American Republic is, and maybe even the Republican Party, at this time is, has, has direct parallels to the condition of America uh, when Grant was living and the development of the Republican Party, which back then was new, but the and can you just well, just who started? Lincoln is the first Republican president. President, okay. And who started the Republican Party? Uh, it was started in Ripon, Wisconsin. I don't know the people who went to Ripon for that convention, uh, but their first candidate was uh, Fremont. John C. Fremont, also known as Pathfinder Fremont, who is a very, very forward-looking thinker, uh, supposedly believed in free love, Unitarianism, a lot of liberal things. Uh, he got the name Pathfinder for his work in mapping the western states, California, the, the, the Rockies, Utah, some areas out there. But it also stuck with him because of his forward thinking uh, on moral and social. Is it just a is it just a coincidence that Priebus and Scott Walker and uh, Paul Ryan are coming from Wisconsin, or has the GOP always had a established foothold in Wisconsin? So, so obviously, like I said, the Republican Party was founded in Wisconsin. The Republican Party at the beginning had a very uh, distinct ethnic background. Which was what? 
Northern Europeans, Scandinavians, and Protestant Germans. So they settled mostly in Wisconsin. Uh, At the time the Republican Party was started, the United States was very sectionalized, you know, and that led into the Civil War. And Wisconsin was West, so it didn't have the influences of the Whigs, the Federalists, and the Democrats that they had in the East. It wasn't South, so it didn't have the Democratic hegemony that we saw in the South. So Wisconsin always had a very progressive outlook, and the Republican Party used to be uh, the, the, the progressive party in American politics. I mean, that has since changed. And as uh, the Republican Party has become more conservative, the state of Wisconsin has also become more conservative. I mean, I, I don't think we can anymore at, at, in, in present times look at Wisconsin as a progressive state. I mean, the right. population yeah. is very slow. The economy is stagnant. I want to try to get into green a little bit. So you feel like the, um, and it will be interesting to talk about Wisconsin, but let's just try as much as we can to stay on green for now. Um, basically, you're saying um, that the Grant, Grant, is Grant uh, was president during the Gilded Age. He was president during the most divisive prior period of American okay. history. Okay. So. And Grant but after the Civil War. But maybe he showed uh, leadership out of the Civil War. Right. Okay. But, okay. you know, the, 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 the divisiveness of the Civil War was not settled by the Civil War. And did the Gilded Age set in right after the Civil War or was yeah. during the Civil War? Yeah, it was a, a little bit after, maybe the, the late 60s and 70s. So, so okay, hang on, the hang Gilded on. Age. Hang on know, one second. The, Before we go in. And the divisiveness and the change of the Republican Party. These are three things which are very similar to Grant and Trump. Also, neither Grant nor Trump had previous experience in government. Mm. Oh, that's a good point. All right, hang on one second. Hang on. We I don't want we might get into some more similarities, although that's not on your list, but we, we could get into it. It's very interesting. But I just want to make sure I get my recording right here. Is, is, is there anything else you wanted to say about his family? Were they rich, poor? What class were they? they? they, they, they it, was, it was a family in which the father, Jesse, mm-hmm. and he called himself Jesse Root Grant, mm-hmm. you know, kept the uh, maternal name in his name, mm-hmm. was very ambitious, very hardworking, very shrewd businessman, and went from essentially you know, a, a decent upbringing to being really, really wealthy, uh, a millionaire. From what? You know, this uh, is his father was a millionaire? Huh? His father was a millionaire? He didn't have a million dollars, but he had a fortune which in modern day terms would probably, would probably be five, six, seven million dollars. And what, what did he make his money off of? In tanning. Oh, in cow hides? Huh? Cow hides? Yeah, cow hides and leather goods. But that's a tough job. I mean, that's a that's not an easy job to make a million dollars. Big burly guys, you know, because you got to handle those hides. You got to pull them out of the tanning tanks. You got to clean them up. And then there's a lot of sales. There's a lot of uh, you have to pay attention to the orders you get. 
And, you know, I don't imagine they got like 500 orders for bridles. You know, they probably got 15, 10, you know, maybe a dozen here and there. So it was a, a high volume business, but a very, each customer only had a low volume. So there was a lot of, a lot of people passing through the business. So was Ulysses, um, do you know anything about his name? Why his name Ulysses? Uh, his, his, his name was Hiram Simpson. And they made a mistake in his army papers. You know, Hiram was Ulysses' father. And for whatever reason, they put down Ulysses on his registration form when he went to West Point, and it stuck. Now, wait, his name was Hiram, and Hiram was also his father's name? No, Hiram was Ulysses' father's name. So I think probably when some clerk got wise or made a joke or something and the uh, person who heard the joke didn't understand that it was the punchline of the joke. And so they wrote Ulysses for, for Grant's name instead of Hiram. All right. And Simpson was what, his middle name? Yeah. And did he keep that? Ulysses S. Grant, right? Yeah, Ulysses S. Grant, Ulysses Simpson Grant. And Hiram, is that Jewish? What is that? Hiram is uh, Greek. Greek. Common or not common? Well, you know, back then they liked to give people classical names. I mean, Jason is a classical name. And it's a common name now. That's, only, that's one of the few that survived. Well, yeah, I guess. All right. Any other points about his uh, family and early life that you want to bring out? Did he go to private school? He he was homeschooled. He went. He was he was he had a, he had a very lackadaisical education. He was worried about whether or not he would be able to get into the West Point. Why would he want to go into the military? Well, West Point is free. I mean, does this lead into paternal ambition, or are we still? I don't. I, I'm not understanding why the son of a tanner. Why wouldn't he just take over the tanning? Well, Grant didn't like it. Dirty. Well, he just he, there was nothing about it that he liked, mm -hmm. and his father wanted more for him. His father wanted, you know, that he would have a college-educated son. He wanted to have a college-educated son who could take over the business. And Grant, you know, was quiet, little, didn't show any particular talent. And West Point was free. His father basically got Grant into it by uh, political wire pulling. But when Grant got there, it turned out he had a, he had an aptitude for engineering and mathematics. Which they didn't know about. Which, which they didn't know about, but, you know, that's military science, engineering and mathematics. What do you mean by that? So, military science is engineering and mathematics. I mean, engineering as far as building well, weapons? Well, mostly civil, but... Especially back then. Moving people and building weapons? Is that what you mean? Well, fortifications, road building, uh, you know, camps. You know, you have to have uh, shelters built. You have to have water. You have to have sanitation. So there's, you know, there's a lot of civil engineering in it. Probably mm -hmm. back then it's probably mostly civil. You know, now there's a lot more mechanical in it um, and electrical. But, but back then it would have been primary, primarily civil. And uh, Grant was not ranked near the top of the class, but 
about two thirds of his class flunked out. So if you think if if you make the denominator for the class ranking everybody who was in his class with him when he started, he's in the top quarter of the class. Now is Grant um, well as a boy? Was he, what did he have any particular temperament? He liked horses. Temperament, as far as like, was he so, petulant? I mean, the horse, you've you've got to be gentle to it to a certain extent. Okay. But then you also have to be very assertive with it, so okay. it will do what you want it to do. Okay. So you know he had he had that kind of a personality where he could, you know, he could gentle the horse into doing what he wanted to do it. But he could, you know, he could. He had enough of a of a mastery over it that it did what what he wanted. You know, it didn't wander off on him. If he wanted to jump, he could make the horse excel at its jump. Uh, he could fire up the horse like when they were racing yeah. to be competitive with the other horses and want to beat them. So he, you know, he definitely had a complex personality even as a, as a youth or as a child. Whoops. Okay. Yeah, keep talking right into the computer. Um, All right. Um, Go into his education. You said a little bit about the fact that he was a uh, good at engineering and good at um, something else. At math. Math. All right. Um, And how many years was was he at West Point? Four. Four. He was real sloppy. Dress? And was constantly getting in trouble. Sloppy in his, his dress? Military appearance. Okay. Um, he, wasn't, he wasn't that great at uh, math or engineering that he really stood out, although his ambition was to become a math professor. Okay. His How was his was ambition to become a math professor? At what level? Well, like in college. University. Yeah. And where would he have done it? Back in Ohio? He, he had, there was some place where they were going to hire him. Um, it could have been West Point. It could have been another college. I don't remember. Or there might have been a couple of them, actually. I think West Point was one. And then he might have had a potential appointment at, at another civilian college, I believe, in Ohio. What? And his, his drawing was very good. And his horsemanship was just outstanding. Wait, there was one thing I wanted to go back on, back to. What what um was his, uh, it was a farm town. Where is Point Pleasant in Ohio? Probably in the west. So is it a known, like what kind of place is it? Is it near? No, because, um, I mean, Grant is associated more with Illinois. Why is that? Because that was where he, I mean, this, his father moved there when he was a young, a young child. And, you know, same as with Lincoln. Oh, so he was born um, in Ohio, but then he yeah, was raised. He moved. Okay, so just to let you know, I just looked it up. Point Pleasant is south of Cincinnati on the Ohio River. And, and after the Civil War, the, the Grants, the Jesse Grants moved to Covington. So that makes sense. Where, um, where's Covington? Kentucky. And as a boy, he moved to... 
as a boy, at what age did he move to Illinois? I don't know, nine or ten. And that's where his father made his money, or in Ohio? Well, that was yeah, pretty well. The father had factories in different cities, but apparently Galena, Illinois, was the headquarters for it. And Galena is where they raised the regiment that Grant first commanded in the Civil War. Galena. Yeah. But we haven't got to that part yet. No. All right. Give me a second. I'm I'm going to take a quick break. Um, give me a second. All right. So you're saying Grant showed some independence going into Army career. Um, can you explain then going a little bit about what the paternal uh, ambition of his father was? His father's name was was what? Hiram as well? Um, Jesse. Oh, Jesse. Okay. Mo money, mo money, mo money. All right. <laughs> so he was, and what was Jesse's um, background? Was he poor? I, I think they were like farmers who had a, a decent farm. But I don't think Jesse's parents, I think Jesse's parents were probably more conventional. Like, you know, we want a full barn for sure. Yeah. But we're not thinking we're gonna have a big bank account, right? And um, Jesse, what skills allowed him to make all that money? That's a really good question. Um, he was he was he was very shrewd in making deals. Uh, he's very hardworking. He was endlessly, endlessly friendly, outgoing and constantly engaging with people to figure out real estate, more leather business, who had a friend who could give him a recommendation and hook okay. him up with somebody either to get hides or to sell leather goods. So he Just was a hustler. Endlessly enterprising. He was a hustler. Huh? He was a hustler. Yeah. But he, but he had a product. I mean, it wasn't like he was just living on... He wasn't a he wasn't a phony, but he was a hustler. He's a guy that would hustle for his cash. Yeah. And what was his wife? What, what why why did he marry the wife? Do you know? Well, they had five kids, so we'll assume there was a high degree of sexual compatibility. Right. Um, she was religious, so she may have offered him a sense that he wasn't just out there grubbing around, that he actually was in some way serving God. Grubbing around? Him. You mean being a commercial grubbing, being grubbing. A, being a commercial fat cat? Yeah. A sleaze bucket? I don't think he was a sleaze bucket, but yeah, he got pretty close. <laughs> um I think I think she probably came from a pretty stable church going family, so they probably had a lot of connection. Was he Affluent in the community, did people see him and admire his affluence? They resented it more than they admired it. They saw him as a busybody. They saw him as constantly putting on airs. They saw him as pretentious. Oh, so he was pretentious. He would he dress in fine clothing? Yeah, he always had a big house. He's always bragging. <laughs> really? And Ulysses grew up to have that same level of ego. I think a lot of rich kids no, tend no, to have he a big had the ego. Same level of ego, but he was much. He was much humbler. I mean, the mother was very unostentatious. So that's where he gets that from. Was he and closer? That rubbed to, off a lot. Was he closer to his mother or his father? 
he probably spent more of his time and had more concern about his father because I think his father mortified him and chagrined him on frequent occasions. Drove him hard. But the mother, the mother was very distant emotionally. Yeah, I mean she's very un uneffusive. Um, like when he, when he went to West Point, she she just said goodbye. Um, he went over to this girl's house, and they were crying and giving him handkerchiefs and carrying on and cutting locks of hair and giving it to him. And he said, this is just amazing, you know? I mean, people really care about what's happening to me. You know, with his mother, she just said, you know, like basically, you know, brush your hair, clean your ears, don't get in trouble, you know? And yeah. I'll see you when you get back. Yeah, hang on one second. All right, let's All right, go. So let's go into... Um, uh, birth order and potential effects. So I believe he was he was the older. Might have had an older sister, but you know back then sons were better. So being the first son, his father wanted Ulysses Hiram, however his father thought of him, to be his heir, to be the chip off the old block. Uh, he he. I think he neglected the other boys mm -hmm. in favor of Grant. Mm -hmm. So there was a, a fair amount of rivalry mm -hmm. among the boys. Mm -hmm. But Grant apparently always had a very generous attitude towards his brothers and didn't notice that they were uh, somewhat resentful of him. And that was definitely an aspect in his political career that, that Grant missed a lot of the motivations, uh, the hidden agendas, the two-facedness of a lot of people he was dealing with. Did it work out he, for his benefit or for his demise? Oh, that, that, this was a huge weakness, a huge weakness which plagued him all through his career. I mean, he always thought that people thought as highly of him as he thought. I mean, he really, it's, it's, as far as we can tell, Grant really didn't hold grudges or think poorly about people. And he had the naive idea that everybody viewed him was in the like same that. manner. Now, can you think of other presidents off the top of your head that maintained this kind of like goodwill emotional goodwill towards people and, and naivety. I would, I would say Roosevelt would Teddy? be, uh, Franklin Roosevelt would be the, the first Franklin. one who would come to Franklin. I would this. think Franklin was more scheming. Well, he was he was a lot more scheming than Grant. But you think but he, he was also had the well idea disposed. That people held him in very high esteem the way his mother did. Probably Washington. No, 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 no. Not that they were flattered with the other people's impressions of themselves. You said that Grant didn't hold grudges against other people. I'm asking about that way. Oh, who didn't hold grudges against people? Yeah. Grant's probably pretty singular in that respect. How about Will? About how about Wilson? I think Wilson was a pretty good grudge holder. How about um, uh, the big guy, the fat guy, Taft? Yeah. Maybe, maybe you know he seemed very genial, but I, you know, he was also he was also a judge, so I I, I think he had a way of, of getting even with people. Adams, they crossed him. Both of the Adams were 
we're pretty pretty good at getting even with people. Jefferson? He was a grudge holder all the way. He didn't talk to Adams for like 20 years because they had a tiff over something. Over what? I'd have to go look back and look. It. All right, that's fine. All right, so anything else you wanna? So anything else you wanna bring out of out of the birth order and and its potential effects? Mostly that he had uh, a birth order. If we, you know, I'm not that familiar with Adler, but Adler would probably look at him and say, "Yeah, this is this is somebody who's who's going to thrive in a hierarchical environment, fairly well, dri fairly driven, somebody who can compensate well for his his lack of stature, his." Uh, lack of physical impressiveness. So his family would be considered today commercial family, upper middle class? Oh, yeah. Upper middle class? Oh, yeah. Upper, upper, or just upper? No. Um, like, you know, where the bushes are. You know, that high. You know, not, not super wealthy. But not, not like, with the like political Trump. connections of the bushes. No. So more like... No, they didn't have they didn't have the pedigree that the Bushes have. Okay, so more like... Um, like Carter, maybe. Okay, like Carter. Or like Trump's father. Oh, Fred. Or like the guy who owns Left Rack. I don't know what Left Rack is. Left Rack Apartments in Queens? You know that guy? Maybe, maybe. I mean, I, I don't know. It seems like a if couple... It seems like a couple thousand, like a, I think it's over a thousand units, maybe. I'm just okay. guessing. But, you know, and again, Jesse Grant didn't see Hiram, who later became Ulysses, as being a high government official. He saw him mostly as, as an heir. As an heir of the family business. Of the, of the business, right. All right. Um, okay, now... He's in St. Louis selling firewood. Is this a low point for him? How how does his wife yeah, feel about him? This, this was his worst point. His wife loved him. I mean, they were they were they were solid. Okay. But the his, the wife's father gave him a farm, and he called it Hard Scrabble. He built a cabin on it, and he tried to you know make a living selling vegetables and produce in San Francisco. That didn't work out, so he started selling firewood. And they were making so little money, his wife said, well, tell your dad to hire you. In Illinois? Yeah, so he had to go hat in hand to his father Oof. and take a job working in the, in the tannery as a clerk. Oof, how old is he? Oof. Uh, well, he must have been late 30s at least. Late 30s and he went back hat in hand to his father? Yeah. So he had a tough stretch after the Mexican War, after he was distinguished. Yeah, in seven him. years. Horrible, horrible. And horrible who time. has a comparable stretch? Um, Nobody. Come on. Possibly Truman with the failure of the haberdashery. Hitler. And, uh, huh? Hitler. Well, Hitler never had an army commission. Pre-army, he had a bad stretch. Pre-army, he had a bad stretch. Yeah, but he was, I mean, Hitler was not comparable to Grant. I mean, he didn't have an education. He didn't have an army commission. He didn't have uh, meritorious service and, and valor service. How about war. Bush, George W. Bush? 
Maybe, but now he still, I mean, he still didn't hit the point of Grant. And Grant was, I mean, Grant was just terrible in civilian occupations. He couldn't farm. He couldn't, he was, he was a horrible shopkeeper. <laughs> you know, I mean, his brothers just were just completely frustrated with him. He was the older brother. He had a college degree. He was an army officer. He just couldn't figure out how to make the business work. Did he have a temper? No. And they all commented on his immense physical strength, which I just think is amazing. He's like 160 pounds, and he's like picking up barrels. Really? Yeah. All right. Hang on. Let me um, stop again. Say it one more time. His superior officer didn't like Grant mm -hmm. and probably made things worse than would have been justified. Okay. But they were so isolated, like being – in a, a colonial country because remember they had to go all the way around panama to get out there right so uh the animus that his commander had towards him had a lot more weight than it would have had if he'd been back in missouri or farther east back in the states so what kind of reprimand did he face well basically You'll never get promoted again. So he decided to go up to Portland. Is this the part where you refer to as hard scrabble? What is that hard scrabble? No, that's later. Okay, so he goes up to Portland. That's after he gets, that's after he gets fired out of the army. I failed. And he goes, he goes uh, back to St. Louis. Okay. But he went up to Portland and he thought, the army doesn't like me. I'll go up to Portland. I'm going to start a farm. But he's still enlisted active duty. Right. Start a business. Once I get my business going, I'll resign my commission and I'll be out here as a businessman. Why did he and choose his Portland? Idea, his idea was that he was going to supply food, lumber, and other types of materials to San Francisco. Okay. Uh, but he had bad luck with the weather. Like he grew potatoes and they, they, they got, it, it started raining just before he's going to harvest them. So they all got moldy. Uh, transportation was a huge difficulty. And he just basically had a series of setbacks and went bankrupt. But his drinking was really bad then. So he got fired from the army at the same time. They fired people from the army for drinking too much back then? Well, I don't know that they necessarily fired him for that or maybe dereliction of duty, but whatever it was, it was bad enough that he decided to resign. Did he get fired or did he resign? Well, he resigned. But they were going to fire him. He, he had an honorable discharge because he could come back in. And was but, this a low point for him? Well, yeah. But he went back to St. Louis, you know, he thought, okay, you know, and he tried some things. He, he, he uh, tried farming because he had been farming out in the Northwest. Turns out he was not much of a farmer. Okay. You know, he could survive on it, but he really didn't have a sense of marketing. He really didn't have a knack for producing the kind of big crops that he needed. And he ended up in St. Louis basically selling firewood. 
Okay, okay. Give me a minute. 